Blog Talk Radio. The radio buzz. The top talk radio stories of the day. You better watch what you do in Texas. Big Brother's watching. John was the captain of American Airlines Flight 11, which was hijacked out of Logan Airport. I keep looking at the cornfield behind me, hoping that my brother comes walking on out. People were on those planes that just began their lives like children. My children are like five and eight years old. I think Bobby's still at work. If anyone sees him, then please call us. Uh, please look at the picture and call me. Thank you. Walk blindly to the light and reach out for his hand. Don't ask any questions and don't try to understand. Open up your mind and then open up your heart. Powerful piece. I like that song. 
Snapahead says my link that I've been tweeting is no good. Uh, so that's probably why there's not many people here in the room at this point. Let me see what I can do about that while I while I fix it. Let me fix. Let me see if I can fix. So, anyways, uh, I want to welcome you here, and uh, I, I think I was here. I was here last week, filled in for Doc for a show, and uh, it was a uh, it was a pretty good show. Talked about the the healthcare. And uh, the the Obamacare and how it's going to start affecting you and and uh, you know it's it's, it's interesting that um, <clears throat> it's interesting that I took the uh, the angle that I did because what triggered it oh I got to do this fast and then get back out um, what triggered it was uh, seeing some uh, seeing some fat people I mean. N- not like, not like. I see dead people. No, I saw fat people. Okay. <laughs> uh, and what it what happened was it struck me that um, people with the Wall Street mentality will begin to restigmatize obese people, smokers. Um, everything. Obamacare is just one big way to continue the divide in the country. It's a it's a giant poison pill cancer because the Wall Street mentality people. I mean, the Occupy. Uh, when I say Wall Street, I I always mean Occupy. I mean to say Occupy. The Occupy Street, whatever they are. The mentality that they have. We'll look at a fat person and say, well, you know what? You're going to consume more um, health care service than I do. I don't want to be paying for you, so you shouldn't be fat. You know, And then, and then come the regulations to keep people from, from being fat. All this and much more while I try and retweet my link um, while you listen to The Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What do those words mean to you? To me, they say, thank you, America, for your strength, your courage, and for our freedom, which has been a beacon to the world for 200 years. Of the United States of America. Whose bright stars are 50 states, each bearing its own stamp of individuality. People. 200 million strong people who have come to her from all corners of the earth. And to the republic for which it stands. A land of laws with an ingenious system of checks and balances that allows no man to become a tyrant and lets no group prevail if their power is not tempered with a real concern for the government. A land where the right of dissent and free speech is jealously guarded. Where the ballot box is the sword, and the people its wielders. One nation under God. A land where freedom of worship is a cornerstone of her being. A land great with temples and churches, synagogues and altars that rise in profusion to embrace all the religions of the world. Indivisible. A land forged by the hot steel and raw courage, conformed forever the awful crucible civil war with liberty where man in pursuit of an honest life will not be denied his chance 
where her citizens move freely within her vast borders without hindrance or fear, a land brimming with opportunity, where freedom of choice is the guideline for all. And justice. The courts of our land are open to all. Its wheels of justice grind for all causes, all people. They look to every avenue for justice, every concern of the law, and they temper their reasoning with mercy for all. Yes. Anybody want a definition of American exceptionalism? That John Wayne pledge sometimes just gives me goosebumps. Because I really don't think that that's too much to ask. That's all I want. We'll be right back. 24-7 Internet Talk Radio. Socialism is not, not an option. Let's get together this weekend. Hello, I'm Tesla, host and producer of Socialism is Not an Option, featuring three great live talk radio shows. On Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern is the Roundtable Roundup Edition. Radio hosts and their listeners are invited to participate in this sometimes lighthearted look at the week's past events. On Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern is the American Exceptionalism Edition, dealing with the U.S. Constitution, a show for every American patriot who wants to learn more about this great nation. And on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, wrap up the weekend with our ever-popular Hot Topic Edition. The controversial issues of our times are tackled with insightful analysis and provocative disclosures as we battle the corrupting influences of socialism in our country. Spend your weekends with socialism is not an option. Please join the hit squad of dynamic radio hosts on Internet Talk Radio. Starting at 8 p.m., listen to The Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones of Gojo Media. Doc Jones is a retired Marine officer and holds a Ph.D. in history. Come check out his show weeknights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. From there, stay on board with the 2020 Network, alternating between G-Ski Rocks and his show Live and Direct and David Graham of Stay Mad Radio. Taking you to bedtime with wit and wisdom and class and clarity. Join this nightly tea party family and bring your friends Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. What to do do, do, do on Friday? Well, keep your internet radio routine with Tesla's great show, Socialism is Not an Option. The Roundtable Roundup Edition, where you can call in and vent your frustrations from the week an open line discussion where other radio hosts and listeners call in and let us know what's on their mind every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Hey, Tom. It's Lou. You want to talk about anything? Garrity went nuts about the money. Worried. I realized I forgot my wallet. And to be honest, felt bad about leaving you to clean up in a room full of booze. So much temptation. But in the cab on the way back there, I realized, wouldn't it be awesome if Tommy was just sitting at the bar, drinking himself silly when I got there? I like when you drink. And lo and behold, my wish came true. So I say, we keep the booze and we lose the guns. I know you got demons jumping out of your head. I just don't want you shooting at them. Well, tell the guys you saw rats the size of Michael Moore running around the joint. You know, which means, of course, that they were big and wearing little baseball caps. And they were also in favor of gun control laws. <laughs> I'd rather be wrong moving forward than right standing still. At least there's a purpose. 
talk about people can be any way they want to be, just cop to it. Would you pick up the media with me today? Tony Baruti live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. All right, all right, all right. Let's get right to it. Let me jump right in. Uh, let me just explain uh, that promo um, with the shotgun and, and the guy, you know, hey, Lou, I like it better when you drink and all that. That's a promo from uh, uh, the series Rescue Me. Uh, I'm doing a favor for my friend Eric, uh, a.k.a. Flyover Territory. Uh, he sent me that just before this show. Um if you don't know, and, and the reason and the reason he sent it is because uh, I guess uh, the Rescue Me, the season seven DVDs just came out, um, uh, and uh, and they're on sale. And this is uh, they, they they put all their um, all all the proceeds from the sales of the DVDs go to, and I may mess this up. If I do, he'll correct me. You know, um, the proceeds go to the Leary Firefighters Fund. Um, Dennis Leary uh, had a cousin that worked in uh, in, in Manhattan and lost uh, lost his cousin on 9/11, and uh, part of it, I guess, was due to some inferior equipment, some uh, some or, or a, a lack of equipment. So the Leary Firefighter Fund um, takes uh, you know is a is a charity. And uh, with, with the money that they raise, they provide some firehouses with, uh, you know, some whatever deficiencies they may have in uh, in their equipment, and they keep them try to keep them up to date. Hopefully, I got all that right, and he can't accuse me of not listening to his show. <laughs> so that was that one, and uh, and some of those promos. I mean, it's a it's kind of a it. it it's kind of an R-rated uh, promos, uh, some of the other ones, but uh, it, uh, they're no less funny. <laughs> now, when I was here last, uh, I I did a little bit about the uh, the pet diaries. You know, you remember where the you know the, the dog's diary says uh, 8 a.m. Oh boy, dog food, my favorite. Oh boy, 9:30. Oh boy, a car ride, my favorite. You know, all the way down 12 noon. Oh boy, the kids, my favorite. Four o'clock. Oh boy, you know, the, oh, the yard, my favorite. Everything is his favorite, favorite. And then, the, and then, uh, juxtaposed with the cat's diary, my uh, day 100, uh, day 752. My captors continue to taunt me with bizarre little dangling objects. They dine lavishly on fresh meat while I am forced to eat hash or other dry nuggets. And the only thing that keeps me going is the hope of escape and the mild satisfaction I get. From ruining the occasional piece of furniture. Tomorrow, I may eat another houseplant. Uh, you know that that's the kind of thing that goes through the cat's mind. You know, down to day seven seventy four. I am convinced that the other captives are flunkies, and maybe snitches. The dog is routinely released and seems more than happy to return. He is obviously retarded. The bird, on the other hand has got to be an, infor- an informant, and speaks with them regularly. I'm certain he reports my every move. Due to his current place in the elevated cell, his safety is assured. But I can wait. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> the reason I did that is because uh, I mentioned, uh, you know, the, the, the puppy that we have... Um, I say puppy, but she's pretty much full grown now. She's like six months old, and it's a, a beautiful yellow lab, you know. And and it, it's cool. She's she's this total blonde dog, and and she has guy liner on. She wears guy liner. That's right. Uh, <laughs> which which makes her eyes all the much more sad. <laughs> it's funny. She's beautiful. But she looks at you, you know, when you're doing stuff around the house, she looks at you as if to say, what do you need to do all that stuff for? Look, I don't have to put on clothes. Look at me. Look at me. This is it. You know, what are you using a spoon for? What do you got to use a spoon? What do you, you just put your face in the dish. It's efficient, you know? And I remember saying that. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I was cooking some eggs the other day. And, of course, she was sitting there with her guy liner looking at me with her ears up. Giving me that look, you know, you know, when I was getting the look as if to say, what do you need to use? What is the spatula for? What is the, the spoon? What is the fork? What's all that for? So, um, 
so after I put my eggs on my plate, I put the the still hot pan down there, and uh, and she, you know, she sniffed it and licked it, and I said, "That's why." <laughs> okay, okay, I didn't really do it. <laughs> I did not really do it. Um, you know, I was listening to. Oh, let me. Oh, let me do this. <laughs> oh, this is funny too. Before I get to, um, I, I'm going to finish up on that healthcare thing and uh, maybe get to the other story I didn't get to last time too. Um, a buddy of mine gave me this uh, at work. It was the uh, from the New York Daily News. Check out the date, Friday, November fourth, nineteen forty nine. And it has all, you know, all the number and everything. Members of the Associated Press. The Associated Press is in, and the, the writing is really little, so I'm going to go. The, the Associated Press is entitled exclusively to the use for republication of all the local news printed on this newspaper, as well as all AP news dispatches. Okay. Uh, this is a poem. It's called Ode to the Welfare State. Mr. Truman's St. Paul, Minnesota, pie for everybody's speech last night reminded us uh, that at the tail end of the recent session of Congress, uh, Representative Clarence J. Brown, Republican Ohio, jammed into the congressional record the following poem. (laughs) He made sure it got logged into the into the record, the congressional record, describing its author only as uh, quote. A prominent Democrat of the state of Georgia. All right. It says, Democratic Dialogue. Father, must I go to work? No, my lucky son. We are we're living now on Easy Street, on dough from Washington. We've left it up to Uncle Sam, so don't get exercised. Nobody has to give a damn. We've all been subsidized. But if Sam treats us all so well and feeds us milk and honey, please, Daddy, tell me what the hell he's going to use for money. Don't worry, bub. There's not a hitch in this here noble plan. He simply soaks the filthy rich and helps the common man. But, Father, won't there come a time when they run out of cash? And we have left them not a dime when things will go to smash. My faith in you is shrinking, son, you nosy little brat. You do too damn much thinking, son, to be a Democrat. (laughs) That could have been uh, last Friday, in last Friday's paper. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Okay, if, if you would, if you were with me last time, I did this particular show, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, situation report from uh, from Doc Jones. By the way, I want to say a great big thank you for uh, uh, to Doc. Um, Doc will be uh, he'll probably be back next week. Um, had some dental work. And probably figured he was going to be out of it with all the drugs. <laughs> and I don't blame him. He's living it up right now. I just chatted with him a little while ago. He might be in the room as a guest. He said he was going to listen in, but, uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I we'll see if I get back here tomorrow night, and then you'll know if he's listening in or not. <laughs> so... Let me just break into uh let me just give you an overview of the kind of things that I covered last time because I'm going to pick it up from there. Um I talked about the the healthcare just everything about the the uh Obamacare is is just wrong, it's bad. Uh it's supposed to be lower prices, costs more. It's supposed to create jobs. It's it's ruining jobs. It's it's destroying jobs. It's supposed to give uh you know, um it's supposed to be better for doctors. It's terrible for doctors. You know, I mean, <clears throat> the distinction, okay, and listen to this one, okay, because the distinction that is never made by Democrats, in this case, by Obama 
specifically is the difference between health insurance and health care. See, he always call, calls it health care. Oh, you want people not to have any, any health care, any health care, any health care. Okay, that is a shorthand term for health insurance. He just doesn't want to say it. Okay, so what is the point of everybody have? And that's all Obamacare is. All it promises you is health insurance. That's all it promises you. It does not promise you health care. Oh, yeah, you guys forgot about that, didn't you? You didn't realize that. It's health insurance, which has nothing to do with health care. The health care is going to be dog crap. But everybody will be able to pay for it, and they'll be able to pay for it the same. Now, what got me onto this was uh, a week or so ago, I was out. Uh, um, I was out with my wife in the afternoon. We, you know, we we went out to run some errands and and hang out. We don't usually get to to do that. One of us, one of the other of us, is working or both or whatever. So uh, so we went out. We run some errands. You know, we went to the mall, paying bills or you know doing some Christmas shopping. And so I said, uh, David hungry. <laughs> And she knows that uh, it's cheaper to feed me than to put up with me. <laughs> so, so we went to the food court. And uh, oh wow, wow! Welcome Pendleton Marines. So we went to the food court. Okay, and there happens to be a Burger King there. And behind the counter of the Burger King was, um, it was a woman that would fit into the category of obese. And um, it passed through my head, maybe because I was thinking about the Occupy, you know, morons, the Occutards. I was thinking about them. And uh, it struck me that um, their attitude towards big people is going to change back to what it you know what it was before the big people worked so hard to get themselves called plus size. They so they worked hard for for uh you know for for a decade or so at least a decade to to uh you know to for for big people to be sexy for big people to you know be called plus size you know Well, it's going to change back because the Occutards are going to look at the big people and they're going to say, you know what? Because you're so big, because you didn't have any control, no self-control, not only are you a moron, but you're a fat moron and you're consuming more healthcare service than I am and I'm paying the same amount as you. It's not fair. All day. Occupy Wall Street all day, all week. Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> so, so anyways, that passed through my head. I don't have a problem with, you know, to say it's it's our business. I mean, right now, it's our business. You know, as far as uh, what she wants to, how she wants to eat. It looks like all she ate was, ate was Burger King stuff, you know, and that's what'll happen. But she's free to choose, right? Free to choose. So, um. What to my wandering ears should appear from the Glenn Beck show uh, was uh, something that uh, they guided me to from the blaze. And um, after the break, uh, I'm going to play part of a clip at least of um, exactly what I just talked about. Because what I also talked about was, you know, the regulations that are going to go along with the um you know with with the obamacare because <clears throat> anything that is dangerous or risky is going to be regulated against so all right let me uh let me get right back after this
Yes. Um, we have Amir. He is a Muslim, and he is on the call. Do you want to take the call now, Christian friend? Sure, sure. Let him, let him come to us as long as we do not start anything yet. So uh-huh. maybe it's not the best to take him. Amir, you are on the air now with uh, Christian Prince. Okay. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you, Mr. Go ahead. Listen to me, Christian Prince. It's Samir. I warned you, and I want to warn you again. Remove all the videos from YouTube. Within one year, you will be killed if you don't do that, okay? So you are telling me you want to kill me? This is the last time. This is the last time. We know your name. We know where you live. We know everything about you. We know where you have... You know everything, okay? Okay, well, just wait. You have two months to remove all the videos and you'll be dead. Okay, let me tell you, Abdul, the coward. Uh, what? First of all, I will never remove my videos. So why are you waiting for a month from now? Why you don't do it tomorrow? Okay, listen to me, man. Listen to me. In yeah. April or May, you will be dead. Why, why, why? You will be dead. I, April I, I or May. Like, I like bye, to die tomorrow. Bye. I like to die tomorrow. Coward, son of Muta. Don't hang up. Potato. And we recorded you. And we and we got your phone number. Son of Muta. Did you hear guys, the coward? Remove your video. I promise you I will make one hundred video by the time you are saying that you wanna kill me. Cowards. Potatoes. The Muslims are saying that to me for years now. And I did not see one potato is giving, getting even close to me. Do you believe it? Where are they, the, the Mujahideen? Where is the coward, the potato? I want to see them. I want to make your butt the same as my screen door. Do you dare to get close to me? The sons of Osama bin Laden? Your, your, your father, Osama bin Laden, is a tuna. And we will feed you to the tuna. Do you dare? By the way, I like tuna salad. Please join Doc Jones as he kicks off primetime with the Sit Rep. Weekdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Dr. C. Robert Jones is a retired Marine officer with a Ph.D. in history. He keeps up with the day-to-day events and analyzes and explains with historical facts and informed opinion. Gojo Media is dynamic and fresh. So please catch the Situation Report every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You're listening to David Graham. People come to Internet Radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized, homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with Internet Talk Radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not your daddy's talk radio. And it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet Talk Radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet Talk Radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. Mics up. Welcome back to the Situation Report. Doc Jones, Dr. C. Robert Jones uh, uh, is off, and uh, this is David Graham filling in for him. And, uh, you know, uh, running solo, I don't know what uh, what, Doc's, um, what Doc's audience is like, but uh, I've had some experience with Tesla's audience. Um, I got some callers up on the line, and uh, brace yourself, because I don't know who they are. They have not been screened, so I'm going to start with uh, 574. Oh, 574, uh, you're on the Situation Report with Dave Graham. Who do we have? Would that be me? Yes. Who do we have? Hi. Hi. My name is at Kathy's Pledge. Kathy. Hey, how you doing, bud? Good, good. 
You got a great show going. Well, thank you very much. I forgot what I was going to say because I had to walk away because it was kind of loud. Okay. Um, uh, fill me in on where you were, really. It was kind of loud. Uh, it was kind of like rocking through the whole thing. Oh, well, I, ju- I just came back off of a break. That- that's about it. So. Yeah, and like, I had to take a break because uh, I did. Cause, uh, hey, I'm a little girly, but I'm a little tough. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. All right. Listen, you stay right there, and I'm going to see uh, who else I have here on the line, on the other line. I got 505. Who do we have on the line? Yes. Hi. This is Sue. Hi. And I'm really interested in what you're talking about tonight. And I can tell everybody out there uh, with the health care bill, regulations are definitely coming. I've been a nurse for 30 years. I worked 15 of those years at Indian Health Services. And anyone who knows anything about government-run health care, including the VA, uh, knows that they have regulations and they've had them for years. I know people who have been put on a waiting list for hip replacements. It's really mismanaged money, Mm -hmm. and they're already doing the regulations. It's... Here and the thing, the way they're doing regulations right now, and this is how the government does it: it's who's greasing whose hand. That's going to continue. Yeah. You yeah, that's, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the FDA has, uh, you know, blocked and everything like Darvacet. It's a safe drug. Uh, and that same week, it, it depends on which pharmacy company can get through with their lobbying. And uh, I just think this Obamacare is a real disaster. Okay. Um, listen, uh, I got a uh, I got a clip that I want to play. I want to play part of. It's a 15 minute clip. I'm not going to play the whole thing. But um, uh, it's uh, it was on the Blaze. And um, actually, you know what? I'm going to throw the clip right up into the uh, right up into the chat room. And. Um, Oops, I gotta get rid of that. Hold on, this is going right up in the chat room, and you guys can uh, you guys can check out the whole thing. But I just want to uh, I just want to start on um, at least start. Right? All right. Richard Simmons. Let's see. Sweating to the oldies. Let me ask you a question. These people, her, her, are they, you know, fat? I'm okay. Her, but what about her? I'm okay. Be careful with your judgment. I got to be careful with my joking because actually, according to most healthcare experts, you only have to be about 30 pounds overweight to be considered obese. This is important. You know why? Most healthcare experts, like the Health Policy Center at Emory University, says that these people put a disproportionate stress on the healthcare system. Each one of well, bear, bear with me. That's it's reloading. This is great. Why did it do that? Come on. I didn't even get to the part that I wanted to get to before it started doing that. All right. Internet's slow for me tonight. <sighs> bear with me, bear with me, bear with me, because I'm gonna I just reloaded the page. <laughs> All right. You remember these people, Come okay, on, right? Richard Simmons. Can you guys hear that? Sweating to the oldies. Let me ask you a question. These people, her, her, are they, you know, fat, obese? Well, maybe not her, but what about her? Be careful with your judgment. I got to be careful with my joking because actually, according to most healthcare experts, you only have to be about 30 pounds overweight to be considered obese. This is important. You know why? Most healthcare experts, like the Health Policy Center at Emory University, says that these people put a disproportionate stress on the healthcare system. Each one of these people will average about $8,300 a year in healthcare bills, while a more spelt person averages only $5,800 a year. So here's the question. Should the government be able to force people like this? Should the government be able to force these people to join Weight Watchers? Is that a ridiculous question? I don't think so, because look, within the next six months, 
the Supreme Court justices of the United States will almost certainly be asking themselves questions very similar to this. They'll be asking themselves, what can the government force you to do? What can the government force you to buy? Why? Because the Supreme Court has agreed to decide whether the Constitution allows the government to force you to buy health insurance. The Supreme Court will be essentially, what I'm talking about, deciding the constitutionality of Obamacare's individual mandate. Now listen, I have my opinions. They're going to be hard to mask. I'm not even going to really try, but here's what I want to do for all of us. I want to lay out the questions, the issues, the debate that will be had, because regardless of your opinion on whether or not the mandate is constitutional, we can all agree that this is a big, big moment in U.S. history. We're exploring the limits of the federal government's power. All right, so where do we go when we wonder about the limits of the federal government's power? We go to the Constitution of the United States. Does the federal government have the power to force you to buy health insurance? Here it is. Constitution of the United States. In here, this is what you would call, um, the Constitution is a, is a document of enumerated powers, which basically means the founders took the time to write it down. And in here... Okay, he's getting, uh, he's getting off uh, what, I, what I was getting at, but, but um, at, at that point... Um, Snap Ahead says, uh, I'm against Obamacare, of course, but anyone that claims obese people do not affect the healthcare industry more adversely than others is crazy. Um, I agree, uh, but you know when they're on there, when they're uh, when everybody's not, um, <clears throat> when everybody is 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 not paying for everybody, you know, if everybody's taking care of their own, what do you care? You know, it's only the the only you know the the point is Obamacare spreads everything around so that people are play, are, are are all paying the same, but they're not all consuming the same. Okay, why can't that be you know why can't that be put up on the table? Why can't that be you know mentioned? You know, as far as uh, as far as um, the arguments that are out there. Okay, the stuff that I'm talking about. Has got nothing yet to do with. I mean, not that I don't talk about it, but it's got nothing yet to do with with the uh, the individual mandate that this guy is starting to get into, you know. And as far as you know, the uh, the wicked V. Filburn with the the whole rice deal, you know, uh, and and uh, affecting commerce, the commerce clause, and and all that. I mean, how much do they twist and contort and 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 uh, and wring this out of the Constitution to make it say, okay, yeah, we can do that. I, I, excuse me? You have enumerated powers. Everything else is left up to the states. You don't have the authority to do a nationwide thing that they did. <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> the point is we are going to be paying in the next few years. Yes, but which is why we need to we need to get rid of this snap ahead. I mean that that's we need to overturn it. We need to defeat it. There's no there's no two ways about it. You know, I mean like I said before, I I made a tiny mistake before um when I was here last where I said, you know, you have to pay 3 years for one year of of uh health insurance. Um, you know, for the for the for the, for Obamacare, where they save up for three years and then they pay. Well, I was mistaken about that. I knew it was something close, and it, and I was I was close. But what it is is um, they're using. Uh, I'm trying to think of how it went because it was a decade. They're using. Um, how did that work? Ten years of of payments for six years of care. Something along those lines. I mean, it, it was it, it was something that is unsustainable because because of the upfront money that they're collecting starting now to pay for you know the the, the number of um, for when the thing starts. In other words, we're starting to pay for it now, but it doesn't kick in until 2014. So you know wh what is that for? Uh, you're using um, You're paying more years than you're than you're allotting for it. So I mean, you cannot go on like that. I mean, what's the second year going to be? You know, the second decade going to be? You know, you're you're going to be three years uh, three years uh, short on the second year. You're going to be the second decade. You're going to be six years short funding of, uh, on the third decade. It, it just doesn't work. So um, you know the the the. 
the thing that I was getting at was uh, it's going to be another divisive um, type of a thing, and uh, you know, I and and what I heard um, when I when I heard about that thing on the uh, on the Glenn Beck uh, thing this morning, um, I said, "Wow, I got to check that out." It's a 15-minute clip. The the, uh, the link was up uh, was up in the uh, in the in the chat room, you know. And then uh, you know the other thing I got to was uh, how it was supposed to save jobs and stuff like that. Well, now they have this jobs bill, you know. And I got into that a little bit, and it's just all huh. like I said before. Like my buddy says, they're making a paddle to beat their own ass. So the thing about it. I, uh, that I got to later on was the regulations. Um, you know where where I got into. Uh, you can't have uh, fat people. You can't have. Uh, uh, you know well, you can't have anything with risk. Okay, they will regulate risk out of the equation because you know everybody's paying for it. It's the only fair thing to do. So in other words, um, you're not going to have race car drivers. You know because. That's a high risk thing. You're not going to have skydivers because it's a it's a high risk thing. So in other words, if you break your leg skydiving, they're going to say, "Well, you're on your own for paying it because we regulated against skydiving, so you shouldn't have been up there." And and we tried to tell you that. So uh, those are those are some of the other things, you know. And um, as far as rationally, ra- oh, I'm sorry. As far as rationing goes, where am I here? Dr. Donald Berwick, he uh, he has uh, stepped aside, <clears throat> but he was uh, President Obama's new man in charge of dispensing government health care, and um, conservatives fear, let's see, this is an old one, isn't it? Obama, he's starting to stop medical error, um, He's about to become the rationer in chief. Now, if you remember, Donald Berwick is quoted as saying at one point, the decision is not whether or not we will ration health care, he told an interviewer, um, according to the Associated Press. The decision is whether we will ration with our eyes open. And right now, we are doing it blindly. Hmm. Liberals have argued that health care is already rationed by insurance companies and the companies of who can afford to pay for premium care. Well, they can afford to pay for premium care. They should be able to get premium care, you know? I mean, people who can afford a better house get to live in a better house. I mean, that's all there is to that. Um, All right. That's what I wanted to add to that uh, from last time. Plus, I wanted to make that little correction. Okay. Let me move on to to another thing here. and I read the headline last time I was here, and I never got to the story. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you gotta. All right, listen. I gotta learn not to look at the chat room. Okay. <laughs> you guys. All right. So here's the headline, and I'll give uh, 50 points to, uh, for uh, for anybody uh, for the question that I deliver. Uh, I, I think I got to it on my show, but if you were here and you didn't get to my show, the pregnant gang rape victim to be lashed 100 times after she delivers the baby. After she delivers the baby. What wonderful country, what peace-loving country is that in? <laughs> That's not good. No problem, no way. <laughs> what wonderful country is that is that happening in? She's a pregnant gang rape victim to be lashed 100 times after she delivers the baby. You don't remember that? Well, it says That's nice. They're waiting till after the delivery to whip her 100 times. A 23-year-old Saudi woman A woman will be whipped 100 times for committing adultery, quote-unquote, committing adultery with a gang of four men and then trying to abort the baby. 
Okay, so this looks like it was in uh, Saudi Arabia. It's so nice. It's so nice that they wait till after she delivers the baby to flog her a hundred times. <sighs> a 23-year-old unmarried woman was awarded a one-year prison term and a hundred lashes for committing adultery and trying to abort the resultant fetus. The district court in Jeddah pronounced the verdict on Saturday, the verdict on Saturday after the girl confessed that she had a forced sexual intercourse with a man who had offered her a ride. The man, the girl confessed, took her to a rest house east of Jeddah where he and four friends assaulted her all night long. That's right, sippy girl. That's right. She says, "I knew it was Saudi Arabia." The girl claimed that she became pregnant soon after and went to King Fahd Hospital for Armed Forces in an attempt to carry out an abortion. She was eight weeks pregnant then. The hospital confirmed. According to the ruling, the woman will be sent to a jail outside Jeddah to spend her time and will be lashed after delivery of her baby, who will take the mother's last name. Now, I followed this up with a hadith that I put in my book. And it referred to a woman who came to Muhammad and said, I have committed a punishable sexual act. And he said to her, go back. I'm trying to find it right now because I don't want to misquote it. I don't want to make it. I don't do it bad. He said to her, go back. Um, so she went back and came back the next day. And said, uh, remember you told me to come back? He said, go back until after you have delivered the baby. So she did. Here it is. Uh, a woman of Gamid came to the prophet uh, and said, I have committed a punishable sexual act. He, sa uh, he replied, go back. She returned and then on the next day came to him and said again, perhaps you want to send me back as you did uh, Maiz bin Malik. I swear by Allah, I am pregnant. He said to her, go back until you give birth to the child. She left. When she gave birth to the child, she brought the child to him and said, here he is. I have given birth to it. He said, go back and suckle him until you wean him. When she had weaned him, she brought the boy to him with something in his hand which he was eating. The boy was given to a certain man of the Muslims, and he commanded regarding her. So a pit was dug for her, and she was stoned to death. Khalid was one of those who were throwing stones at her. He threw a stone at her. When a drop of her blood fell on his cheek, he abused her. Muhammad said to him, Gently, Khalid, by him in whose hand my soul is, she has repented to such an extent that if one who wrongfully takes an extra, an extra were to repent to a like extent, he would be forgiven. And then he commanded regarding her, he prayed over her, and she was buried. Okay, now that was a, a real long way around uh, by, of saying, you know, don't don't take an extra, or you'll be just as guilty as as uh, as the, the person that we're talking about here. Uh, but what do you make of that? Gently, you you have to stone her to death gently, gently. All right, I have a Skype caller up. Uh, let's see, uh, who do we have on the line here? <coughs> Oh, we have a hacker. Who who who's on uh who's on Skype? Anybody call in on Skype? Picket fence? This oh. woman this this woman is infidel. She is insulting to to <laughs> the Prophet Muhammad. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I just couldn't keep a straight face while I was trying to deliver that. I got me laughing so hard I started to cough and choke. Oh I knew we had a hacker. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um No, I, I just the whole stoner Stoner gently. I'm sorry, but that just got tenacious D written all over it. Yeah. Um, and and you know what? I I think also I think the the one that they're talking about, Khalid. I think that was the boy. 
Yeah. I don't have proof of that, but anyways. Anyways, what I just did that, my, my connection with that one, Eric, was um, the the precedent set of where you know why do they wait till after the baby's born and and that's the hadith that they get that precedent from to wait until after the baby's born to uh, you know to exercise the punishment. So, because it might be a boy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't that's, think of that. To me, that that's always been the only reason why. <laughs> that was not a male child, and when you heaven knows, you know all. Yeah. There's some out there that think that you should just Andrea Yates any girl girl baby born, you know. Oh man. Hey, I have that mentality. All right, Jiski just put his thing up there. Okay. Um Eric, I already played that clip. Did, I don't know if you were listening at the time. Uh, uh, I which I one? Your, uh, your shotgun. What was it the uh Oh, oh yeah, the the, the rescue yeah. me promo. Can, the, can you, uh, I've got about three minutes left. Can you uh, can, can you tell us what that was? I want to see how close I was um, about the Leary firefighter fund and everything. Season seven on DVD and go yeah, ahead. season seven came out uh, right before Thanksgiving on DVD, and uh, a portion of the uh, proceeds goes towards the Leary firefighter uh, foundation. And they help uh, no, local under. Tell me about the Leary firefighter thing. I mean, that's Dennis Leary, but but what's the, yeah. what's the connection with nine eleven? Well, the connection is because um, his cousin Jerry Lucy died in the uh, Worcester cold storage fire in 1999, mm-hmm. and he and a bunch of comic buddies got together and they put together uh, the Leary Firefighter Foundation with one of the guys who works for Prudential, actually at the Prue Building. And um, they set up the foundation, and then uh, what their objective was was to help uh, underfunded uh, fire departments with a lot of their training gear. And then 9-11 happened, and that changed the whole paradigm of what they were trying to work on. And uh, their big objective now was to help uh, help out with the replacement of uh, bunker gear and uh, replacement engine parts and stuff like that for their Oshkosh and Pierce rigs. Um, which you, you which you regularly see in front of almost any uh, fire station. Uh, a good example of what they did was they replaced 15 fire rigs uh, after Hurricane Katrina. It took them it took them about six months just to do the first two, but they got the objective done within two years, which is pretty impressive. Well, that's cool. They All do right. a lot of good work. So, of course, if you want to go to Leary Firefighters Foundation. Uh, actually, LearyFirefighters.org is where you can make a direct donation, or if you want to purchase the DVDs because you like the show, a portion of your purchase price goes towards the Leary Firefighter Foundation. Very good, very good. Um, I'm, I'm right up against it here, and uh, let me just see if uh, Kathy, Kathy, uh, uh, sorry, I had so much to get to. Um, do you do you want to say anything before you go? Kathy's pledge. Hang on, hang on. I was still, I was kind of wandering around. All right, I got sixty seconds, and and I and I need a little bit of it. So. <laughs> uh, no, it gets kind of heavy there. Um, no, I, honestly, I have like other opinions about that. Um, too much, too, too much, too heavy, too heavy right now, too heavy. Okay. okay. All right. One more time. All right. You do a great show. You do a great show, though. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for thank you very much for calling. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Eric, uh, for for calling in and uh, helping me out with that uh, Leary thing and um, and checking it in, checking in with us. I got to recognize everybody in the room, and I got to no time to do it. <laughs> so in the room, my goodness, uh, I've got Toddy Lippman, the Q Binary Prince. Reactionaries, Pendleton Marines, No Way 90, Net King, Marine Time, Chrissy Chase, I am John Gold. We have some guests in the room. Evil Clown, uh, Clarissa Jones, Blog Talking, Angry Mom, Media Mara Pundit, Alexander Aaron G. I ran out of time. Ran out of time. Ran O-U-T-T. Uh, ta- uh, uh, I'm sorry, folks. 